0: Hi, this is John Ratzenberger. That's right, the same John Ratzenberger that played the part of the very handsome mailman on the TV show Cheers. Now, it's a little known fact that in my heart, I'm just a country boy. Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town, misleading marketing gets called out for what it is. And you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. (music) Iliitis is an enteric disease that has challenged pork producers for years. Once in a herd, it can linger and have long-term productivity and cost impacts. Antibiotics have played an important role in treating ileitis, but changes in on-farm use have challenged producers and veterinarians alike. We'll discuss the ileitis prevention, control, and treatment options available today. Joining us today is Dr. David Baumert. Senior Technical Services Veterinarian with the Pork Team. He received his DVM from the University of Missouri and has worked with a wide range of pork production systems on both the commercial and genetic side of the business. Dr. Baumert's experience in the field guides him in providing herd health solutions for pork producers and veterinarians across the U.S. He currently resides in Lincoln, Nebraska.
1: Welcome, doctor. What's the best strategy for control, Doctor? Well, ileitis is caused by a bacterial infection. The bacteria is Lawsonia intracellularis. This bacteria infects and causes damage to the cells lining the segment of the small intestine referred to it as the ileum. Pigs are exposed to Lawsonia, the ileitis bacteria, by the shedding of bacteria from infected pigs into the environment, and then subsequent oral exposure as their penmates do what pigs do. They're licking and they're chewing on everything in their environment. The incubation period following exposure or consumption of the Lasonia bacteria can be as short as two weeks, but it may be as long as six weeks depending on the exposure dose when these pigs initially pick up the infection. Following infection, pigs can actually shed Lasonia organisms, shedding the bacteria to their penmates for up to 12 weeks, even in the absence of clinical diarrhea.
0: Hmm.
1: The disease lassonia has actually not changed much in many, many years as far as the causative organism or the lesions, but what has changed is the recognition that there's a subclinical disease and that its widespread nature is becoming more recognized within the industry. There are three forms of the disease, so
0: can you tell us how each one presents itself?
1: Certainly, John. The chronic form of ileitis, which is what most producers recognize, is the typical pig that has shown some evidence of a soft stool or diarrhea for many weeks, and that pig eventually becomes very thin and ganted. The acute phase, on the other hand, generally involves pigs that are relatively mature, pigs that are six six months to a year old. When these pigs are exposed to lasonia, they develop rapid, severe damage to the cells that line the ileum. They may pass bloody feces temporarily at death, or they simply die suddenly, looking pale, but m- not yet passing any sort of bloody identifiable feces. And then finally, the third stage, or the third, finally the third form of ileitis is a subclinical form. Subclinical is actually the most common infection form. Although the pigs do not show exaggerated thinness or a ganted condition, the ileitis infection is still causing intestinal damage and daily decreasing the average gain and the feed efficiency of affected pigs.
0: Because enteric diseases can present similar symptoms,
1: how can a producer determine whether he or she is dealing with ileitis? Determining if ileitis is involved in observed enteric disease can be accomplished through a combination of gross examination of intestinal tissue from dead pigs at necropsy or from laboratory examination of those same types of intestinal tissues. Other organs from necropsied pigs, such as a stomach and the large intestine, should also be examined to determine if gastric ulcers or swine dysentery, another disease of swine, should be addressed. Well,
0: I've heard veterinarians say that clinical and subclinical ileitis are both too often missed. So, why is that and how can it be improved?
1: Well, unfortunately, neither clinical nor subclinical ileitis will result in the sudden death of pigs the way that acute ileitis can. And so, the slow drain on performance that's related to the chronic form of clinical ileitis or the subclinical form of ileitis is not particularly striking at any particular point in time. Improvement in recognizing this slow drain on performance will depend on raising producer awareness as to the type of losses that they are actually undergoing even in the absence of dead pigs.
0: Hmm. What determines how ileitis progresses within the herd?
1: Well, there's two characteristics of the herd that, that determine how quickly ileitis can progress. One is the age of the pigs that are affected. Exposure of gilts to an infected sow herd facility can cause acute death in those individual gilts. Those gilts will shed very few Lassonia organisms to their cohorts because they die so quickly. However, in the case of grow-finished pigs with either chronic or the sub-acutely affected pigs, the affected pigs will shed organisms for up to 12 weeks in diarrhea resulting in a widespread ileitis infection. The other characteristic that determines how quickly ileitis progresses within a herd is exposure dose. Greater exposure doses can result in a shorter incubation time as pigs are infected and therefore an increased rate of disease spread throughout the herd.
0: What's the long-term impact of ileitis within a farm and, and, you know, in terms of productivity and costs?
1: Ileitis infections are associated with both decreased average daily gain and decreased feed efficiency in addition to the out-of-pocket costs for vaccination, medications, and also additional costs for the sanitation that's required between various groups of pigs. The reported cost of ileitis to the pig industry ranges from about $2.75 a pig to nearly $20, depending on the severity and the spread of the disease within a population.
0: Hmm. Well, regarding treatment, antibiotics continue to play a significant role What are the antibiotic considerations and challenges today, right now?
1: Well, today, antibiotic use is under a lot of public scrutiny in terms of reducing all usage. Now, while I do not personally agree with that philosophy, I certainly can agree with the philosophy of judicious or proper antibiotic usage. And under that scenario, we do have good, efficacious antibiotics available for use. Also, because many of the antibiotics that we use in swine medicine are also important in human medicine, many of our swine feed-grade antibiotics that are used to manage ileitis are impacted by the VFD, or the Veterinary Feed Directive, regulations. Simply put, this means that veterinary oversight becomes an important part of the medicated feed milling process, and it requires good communication between the producer, the feed mill, and the herd veterinarian.
0: Well... How and when are antibiotics best applied?
1: Antibiotics for herd therapy can certainly be administered in the feed or the water for treatment of disease if the entire herd is ill. But I see more value in medicating a group of pigs in a control fashion as soon as a significant number of individuals are showing signs of enteric disease. And of course, if only a few animals are showing signs of disease, they can be treated individually with injectable antibiotics. In order to be effective against Lasonia, the bacteria that causes ileitis, the antibiotic has to be able to actually penetrate the enterocytes or the small cells lining the ileum, the portion of the small intestine, and this is because the Lasonia bacteria actually lives within those same cells within the enterocytes, and so absorption of the antibiotic into the enterocyte, into the enterocyte, is important in order to be effective. Classes of antibiotics that we generally use for treating ileitis would include. Drugs such as Lincomycin, Tylosin, Tiamulin, Tetracycline, and Carbidox. With the exception of Carbidox, which is currently not available, most of these antibiotics are available as branded feed or water formulations. Many are also available as branded injectable products for individual treatment of pigs.
0: As the pork industry limits antibiotic use, are we likely to see more ileitis?
1: Well, John, if we limit antibiotic use without an allowance or consideration for proper use, many infectious diseases have the potential to become more common. If antibiotics are are used judiciously for control and treatment of specific diseases, those diseases should not become more common. Some say monitoring the system will become increasingly important, but
0: what does that look
1: like? A monitoring system that I would encourage involves collecting pooled fecal samples from a representative number of pens throughout a grow finish flow at three, four, five, and six months of age, and then having those samples PCR tested for the presence of Lasonia, the bacteria that actually causes ileitis. By utilizing the CT or cycle time that's associated with the Lasonia, PCR, suspect, or positive test samples, we can determine if and at what point within the growing phase the pigs within a flow are becoming infected with Lasonia. With this information in hand, an antibiotic program can be developed which will target and control the infection in the early stages and minimize the overall cost of disease.
0: What are the prevention and control options for ileitis today?
1: The prevention options include vaccines, we can either use an oral, modified, non disease causing strain of lasonia, which is administered in the water, or, or we can use a killed strain of lasonia, which is administered as an inject injection to pigs. While both types of vaccine will provide improved protection over a non vaccinated cohort group, they also have usage costs associated with the cost of each vaccine, the cost of administration and the cost and production costs. Published research has shown that the performance of pigs that have received either form of Lasonia vaccine and an oral dose of properly timed lincomix, feed-grade lincomycin, will perform better than pigs that received only a vaccine, pigs that received only the feed-grade antibiotics, and certainly better than non-treated pigs. In terms of preventing reintroduction Not only do the pigs need to be sourced from a farm that has successfully eliminated Lawsonia by an exposure or medication program, but the sanitation of of the transport vehicles must also be considered in every stage of pig movement. And finally, biosecurity measures. Biosecurity measures can involve acquiring pigs that have been vaccinated for ileitis, as this will reduce the shedding if they do become infected along with facility sanitation and footwear changes between the groups of pigs within a system to prevent the spread of ileitis in a disease break. And of course, diagnostic work to identify the cause of any enteric disease within a group of pigs and then responding appropriately is always critical.
0: Because pigs that recover from ileitis are not susceptible to re-challenge, how does that influence prevention, control, or elimination strategies?
1: Because of studies that have shown that recovery from a Lasonia infection can produce lifelong immunity, programs have been developed whereby well-controlled doses of Lasonia are administered to groups of pigs, after which an effective dose of antibiotic is administered to those pigs. By properly timing the administration of the bacteria with the follow-up antibiotic therapy, pigs will then develop a long-term immunity to ileitis. With some refinement, this type of process can very well be can very well be used to develop elimination strategies.
0: What are your take-home messages for producers regarding ileitis?
1: Well, ileitis is not often seen as a dramatic disease condition, and it is not complicated, but it is often overlooked when herd health plans are being formulated. With increased awareness of the presence of all forms of ileitis, particularly subclinical ileitis, I hope that producers recognize the need for intervention to maximize productivity, particularly within their grow finish herds.
0: Antibiotics have played an important role in treating ileitis, but changes in on-farm use have challenged producers and veterinarians alike. I'd like to thank Dr. Baumert for joining us today, and I encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in Animal Agriculture.